0: Welcome to the Minister's Friend podcast with pastor and author Dr. John Kimball. The Minister's Friend is a podcast helping pastors and other church workers navigate the challenges of leading the flock. John has been a church planter, a local church pastor, a seminary professor, and a denominational leader. He coaches and mentors pastors and missionaries around the world. Drawing on over 30 years of experience in local, regional, and national ministry, John and some of his colleagues provide practical guidance on the topics you request. We are so glad you've joined us. And now, here's our host, Pastor John.
1: Thank you, Anna. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Minister's Friend podcast. Every church has to deal with conflicts from time to time. But is your congregation stuck in a raging conflict that you just don't seem to be able to overcome? Does your church family have a nagging sin issue that a person or perhaps people are unwilling to deal with? Do you deal with consistent anxiety or even depression in ministry? Do you have a mental tape running in your head telling you how you don't measure up? Are there people in your flock who regularly display sinful anger patterns? Do you often feel a sense of despair as a pastor? Or a church leader? You know, many people don't realize it, and some have even settled into thinking these things are normal. But each of these issues is a symptom of possible spiritual warfare. And today's discussion may just give you some insights on how to recognize it and come against it. I'm continuing my panel discussion with Pastor Foy Bellier, Bishop Jason Quinones, and Pastor Michael Brinkley on Spiritual Warfare. In this episode, we first define exactly what we mean by spiritual warfare, and then we talk about some common symptoms churches need to recognize. Let's talk about uh, the big pink elephant in the room. How do we define spiritual warfare? How would you tackle that? If somebody says, well, tell me what spiritual warfare is, how would you define that?
2: So uh, having a military background, John, I'm going to look at it from that uh, perspective and tease it out a little bit theologically and then defer to my brothers to flesh it out further. So I guess the way I would define it is active resistance on the part of evil to resist the expansion of the kingdom of God, which we know is ultimately futile, Mm -hmm. but in the interim it can be just amazingly brutal as we have to go through those valleys and face those assaults. So I, uh, one of my mentors years ago talked about the victory that Jesus accomplished for us in light of our current reality is this being a mopping up operation. So that resonates with me because it took Marines a number of days and even a couple of weeks to Take Iwo Jima and Suribachi, mm-hmm. but there were always people popping up from behind the lines that had been passed over to pick people off who weren't uh, careful, who didn't have their eyes open. So even though they may have had control of the territory, they didn't have full control of right. it because right. not every adversary had been defeated. And we know from the gospel that that's going to happen. It has happened positionally, but experientially that comes with a consummation of God's kingdom. So, yeah, we got to be aware as practitioners, as operators, use that military language in the field. You've got to keep your guard up. You've got to be aware of your enemy. You've got to be aware of his tactics. And you You got to know what he's got deployed on the field. So for me, spiritual warfare really, uh, in many ways, is summarized in that kind of a brief overview. I like that. I like it.
3: I'll take the military, um, you know, definition. (laughs) I think that's good uh it's funny because when i was in my first year of seminary i remember that one of the professors he and i've I've heard this you know book mentioned many times the art of war and i have yet to read the book maybe i should read the book but i you know it's um it's 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 a warfare you know book is on a natural level but knowing your enemy is so important so i would say for me It is an active battle when you're thinking about spiritual warfare it's an active battle with an enemy who is present but you don't see like you know so it's it's that it's that unseen enemy that is like you know and Michael talked about that thorn in the flesh it's like you know you ever had a splinter that it's just killing you like when you touch your you know you get a splinter in your finger and you can't see it it's like man where is this thing and but every time that you touch you know yep. something with that you feel that prick right and so i would say that that would be how i would explain this. you know spiritual warfare without jumping into the bazillion scriptures that there are <laughs> that talk about it right
4: i i i don't even know how to add to what was already said because it was said so well mm-hmm. but uh uh Like Foy, I served in the military. My part in the military was intelligence, knowing what the enemy had, knowing what the enemy's capability was, and actually realizing who the enemy is. And uh, if you would just open up the Gospels, you constantly see Jesus uh, interacting with the spiritual world. Yes. When it talks about him healing the sick, it also talks about him casting out demons. This was a normal part of his ministry. And the church today just thinks that's just weird. But this was a normal part of his ministry. And he was, even in the Gospel of Mark, about a third of the miracles taking place had something to do with deliverance. So you have to know that the enemy is there that our real enemy is these dark forces and not the people that are being manipulated and controlled. Amen.
1: Amen. And, and let me just, you know, be clear for our audience. Um, We're not talking about looking for a demon behind every doorknob. That's not the kind of thing that we're, we're after here, but what we're saying is it is dangerous. It is dangerous for the local church and for pastors to ignore the reality that we have an active enemy that is trying to defeat the church. Mm-hmm. And and you know, when you live like you go through a whole day not giving any any idea at all that the enemy is real and active, you're setting yourself up with a target. And so we, we have to be wise, we have to be smart, and we have to be biblical in, in what we're doing. So we're we're not trying to give people the heebie jeebies here, but this is real, and we have, to, we have to address that. So what would you say, if, if we were talking to the, the typical pastor, the typical church elder or deacon, I, I know there's a lot of lay people that listen to the podcast as well, what are some symptoms that, that, that people can recognize? Hmm, somebody's pulling some strings behind the, the scenes here and, and manipulating things. What, what would you say are some symptoms we should look for? Division. So division in the church, division in relationships. Yes. Yep. What else?
3: I would I would say constant nagging sin. Mm. That's just a recurring thing that just just continues to to be something in someone's life in a territory. You know, there's a particular in an area, you know, there's a particular mm. sin that is prevalent. I would say that that's that's a place where you could see
2: Yeah, looking at it just from a personal and physiological level, um, I think you've already mentioned anxiety and depression, John. Not not every anxious thought or depressive state is a result of evil, but those can be uh, the afflictions that the evil one brings to bear. Uh, Pressure, like you can't breathe, like you can't get out of bed, like you can't function, that weight. Uh, I think a lot of the way that the evil one works is the exact opposite of the way that the Lord works. And sometimes, and that manifests in all of the, the fruits that are opposite to the fruit of the Holy Spirit, are indicators that there are unholy activities going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But sometimes he also copies what God does and redirects it, uh, because that's how he rolls. And when we encounter God, there's a weight of God's presence that brings freedom and liberation and conviction and healing, restoration. But there's a weight of evil opposition. I've experienced it myself where you might even actually feel like you can't breathe or you're having yeah. a heart attack. Or, oh, yeah. I mean, it's, and I know you get this, John, but for some people who, like you say, in our tribe and who've come up in evangelicalism where this topic hasn't been taught on we need to understand that there's a physiological manifestation of spiritual warfare as well as a spiritual manifestation and we're going to dial it back even draw it back even further uh, there are thoughts that come into our mind just like god speaks to us and brings thoughts to mind so to the evil one seeks to speak to us you know we all have all been uh, trained in the scriptures So we know that there are voices that are constantly clamoring, the world, the flesh, the devil, and the father. Mm -hmm. He's always speaking. But when those voices or those thoughts interrupt us in ways that are decidedly unhealthy, and I think this probably resonates with every hearer, uh, you suck. Why are you ministering? Nobody cares about what you're yes. doing. You're not making any difference in eternity. And sometimes why don't you just die? You won't even be noticed. So those kinds of things are certainly triggers and tactics that he uses that can be diagnostic tools to help us that we're in the midst of a conflict, not just a personal insecurity mm-hmm. bout.
3: That's good. And I, I, I would just like to add, I think that's awesome for but I would like to add two things that I, you know, in counseling with couples, I always try to bring them back to the scriptures. And, and you know, John, you just said that, you no, know, we're not looking for a demon behind every rock. But mm-hmm. there's two. there are two specific places where Paul is admonishing, and he tells us in Ephesians, you know, not to sin in our anger, right? Not to give a right. foothold right. to the enemy. And so I would yeah. say when you have sin sinful anger you know where your outburst and rage and cursing and violence like those things are definite you know places where you would see spiritual warfare and another one that i don't think you know we talk about the church doesn't talk about spiritual warfare a lot we don't mm-hmm. talk about sex either and yeah, right. paul also gives a warning and is like talking about you know when you're married don't you know you you don't hint, you know don't not participate and sexual activity, because the enemy does what he brings temptation, right? And, you know, right. so those are two areas. So, I mean, even if you think about that, and I think people would think, oh, we you know, I'm just not I just don't desire sex or whatever. Like, wait a second, that that's a place where the enemy can come in, it is, and, and bring, you know, demonic influence. So I just wanted to add that there.
1: It is word. you know and, and, and i, I don 't want to you know get off on a bunny trail here, but we just learned from uh, J- Jason and I are a part of the forge men 's ministry um, here locally it 's a, it's a, hundreds of men gather in three different spots around metropolitan Orlando every single week. Uh, awesome. But yeah. one of the things that we just recently learned was the number of pastors that admit they're stuck in pornography. Mm. I forget what, it was a huge percentage. It was, yeah. it was just enormous. Well, hello, that's exactly right. what you're talking about. You know? Right. Um, yeah, so mm. I, you know. Can I yeah. just say
3: one thing? I'm sorry. Sure. So as you just said that, right? So think about this. The church, when we talk about sex, many times Sex seems dirty, and then it's it. And the why is that? It's because of perversion mm-hmm. that is a yes. demonic influence yes that has made sex an ugly thing. I know this is spiritual warfare, not a sex talk, but you know it makes this <laughs> this ugly thing, right? Keep
2: it focus, Bishop. Keep but, it focused. Know, right?
3: <laughs> but it makes this you know this 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 ugly thing that's supposed to be beautiful, right. and then you come into a marriage, this holy matrimony. And you know the marriage bed is undefiled, and then all of a sudden, this place where the enemy, and like you just said, wow. pastors are being attacked and ministers are being attacked, and yeah. it's and it's this is where the enemy's found this stronghold. So anyway,
1: no, I I absolutely agree. I absolutely yeah. agree with with that. You know, other areas. Um, getting back to some of the things that Foy was saying, the number of pastors that I've talked to over the last I don't know twenty years. Who are dealing with absolutely unexplainable despair? Mm. You know, it's it's not like there's there's a re- they ju- they're just overwhelmed with with despair. Where did that come from? I don't know. It's like it came out of nowhere. Well, it didn't come out of nowhere. It's an attack. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, chronic unexplained illnesses. Do you know how many pastors and and missionaries? deal with these chronic unexplained uh, illnesses that they just can't overcome that that's a i think in many cases not not everyone obviously but in many cases is a physical physiological manifestation of something where the enemy is bringing an attack but i'm going to tell you guys from my person this is my personal experience both as a pastor and a denominational guy Um, I think the number one manifestation of spiritual warfare in America, at least, is church conflict. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's epidemic. It is epidemic. How many of our listeners out there right now are experiencing, are in the midst of some form of church conflict, congregational conflict, that is absolutely annihilating the mission of that local congregation for the gospel of Jesus Christ? That's the enemy. That is totally the enemy. Be aware of the enemy. Be aware of his tactics. Know what he has deployed on the field. Again, friends, we ignore our enemy, Satan, to our own peril. Next time, the members of our panel outline a biblical theology of spiritual warfare. We want to build the applications that we'll be discussing in future episodes on God's Timeless Word. That's coming up next time on The Minister's Friend. You know, we are so grateful that you're in our audience. The Minister's Friend podcast exists to help pastors and church leaders like you lead their congregations well. If you're blessed by our ministry, you can really help us by doing two things. First, forward the podcast to your friends. Your personal recommendation to others is the best advertising we could ever ask for. Second, give us a review. And if you think it's worth it, offer a five-star review. This is especially helpful on the Apple platforms. Strong reviews move us up the charts and enable us to reach more people with our ministry. Thanks so much. I'm so glad you are with us for today's episode. I hope you're finding this panel discussion helpful. Thank you for joining us here on the Minister's Friend Podcast. Let's do this again, real soon.
0: You've been listening to the Minister's Friend Podcast with pastor and author John Kimball. Be sure to check out today's show notes for additional tools, resources, and information. If today's episode has been helpful to you, let us know. You can shoot us an email at podcast at johnrkimble.com. That's podcast at johnrkimble.com. You can also leave a note on our Facebook page. These are also the best ways to suggest topics for future shows. We want to hear from you. And please tell your friends about us. Until next time, may God bless you and your ministry with great fruit for His kingdom. Bye!